Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, sports betting season is in full force. NHL and NBA playoffs, we enjoyed those, and now football season is here. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MYBETUS. US, you can receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code SST125. That's SST125. They have re-up and referral bonuses also. BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. No matter what the season, BetUS has all the games, NBA, NHL, team, player props, loads of NFL and college plays, whether futures or individual game odds. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA golf, Golf and round matchups and live betting on most sports, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games, and the race book has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and partner with a sports betting company with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. In the South, it's always college football season. And the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Now more college football talk with the king of college football. It's the Chuck Oliver Show on Southern Sports Today. We kick off hour two on a Monday. It is the Chuck Oliver Show. We'll be talking to Andrew Spivey from GatorCountry.com. Uh, you know that it's uh, really important or monumental, or there could possibly be a uh, an additional reason. Whenever we talk about a team on a Monday during the season, we talk about a team that lost. It's not a good thing. Um, and we'll be talking Gators today just because of where they are. Again, you're 2-4 and four in the conference. And when you look at their last X number of games against Power Five or, you know, whoever, or just not FCS or, you know, it's just it's it's not good any way you slice it. Now, that doesn't mean that Dan Mullen's a bad coach. It doesn't mean that you should make a change. It doesn't mean that the program's rotten to the gore. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that right now they're not finding ways to win. And you've had a couple of like if you lost to Alabama, you lost to Georgia. The bottom line is you can understand all that. 
it's how you have looked and some of the shortcomings that haven't necessarily been fixed. I'm talking defensively for the most part, uh, et cetera. So there's a lot to talk about. And, and again, there's talent, and I mean on the field and the sidelines. I know that. I know that the – always my measuring stick is the production, is the output, the bottom line production equal – that, does that at least equal the level of talent? And in Gainesville, it doesn't. So you got issues. Uh, bottom of the hour – Wow. I'm going to talk Michigan State Spartans. I'm going to take a uh, talk Ohio State. Can I make it? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to ask Pete Futak. We're going to have Pete Futak on from College Football News. Ohio State is every bit as good as Georgia overall. If you say I'm scooping up the program as it exists today on November 1st, like this year's edition of the Georgia Bulldogs, I'm going to put it in a fishbowl. I look at that fishbowl. I look at the Ohio State fishbowl. Like Cincinnati, that's what I'm talking about. You put the 2021 Cincinnati in a fishbowl, what do you have? You got a playoff team, you got a good quarterback, you got defense, you got all Jerome Ford and all this stuff. You don't have a great program. See, that's a fishbowl. Um, you do that with Ohio State this year, right now, where they are, the entirety of the coaches, the players, all that stuff, the remaining schedule, Ohio State's every bit as good as Georgia. Now, if you want to break it down a little bit, offensively, they're way more explosive. They got guys, and Georgia has these two. They just don't wind up doing this, what I'm about to say. Ohio State, you know what I see happening every single Saturday now? A guy with an Ohio State jersey on, and his number is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because they run away from people. They run away from They have big guys that run away from people. Georgia will run into people and occasionally away from folks. Um, but, I mean, you talk about big play, we're about to jump on you. And then Georgia is way, way, way better on defense. So, but Ohio State, man, you talk about cresting. Uh, so, we'll talk Ohio State, Michigan State. Boy, Kenneth Walker did his thing. Uh, and some Big Ten and whatever else we want because that's foo. Uh, but right now, I'm going to get you up to date. Everything you need to know about college football every single day. This is CFB 365. Headline, TCU fires Gary Patterson after 20 seasons. Mm, he's out as coach. School officials had a meeting with him yesterday. Asked him to finish the season, but he declined. That would not have been the Gary Patterson response. I would have oh, sure, I'll stick around. That's not really, you know, if you want me gone, I'm gone. So we are grateful to Gary Patterson. Appreciate everything he's meant to TCU and the Fort Worth community. That's the AD talking. He's talking in past tense because he ain't coach anymore. Uh, and it's been, an, it's been as good a run as they've ever had there, certainly in modern times. Headline, Dan references a little bit. UT San Antonio extends head coach through 2031. I don't know how this goes. Like the Jimbo thing, when he signed a 10-year deal, I was like, yeah, that contract, here's what I know. That contract won't be in effect 10 years from now. He'll either be fired and it won't be in effect, or it'll be ripped up in the new one, or we'll just extend it. And so these terms, he maybe, maybe. Maybe 53-year-old first-time head coach Jeff Trailer has decided, you know what? $28 million for the next 10 years. And I've been to San Antonio. Dan, you been to San Antonio? 
numerous times. Lived there too. Uh, high living for two point eight a year in San Antonio. Do you, you agree? You can get a, you can get around pretty good on that on Gro- that number. Groceries are available. Mm-hmm. All right, there's land out there. You want acreage for like I don't know five grand an acre? Go make what you can of it. All the land and H E B you could want. <laughs> Absolutely. So he's chosen security. There was a guy, David Bodie, who plays for the Chicago Cubs. And he's like, I just want some security. They're like, how about five years, 15 million? A $3 million a year major league player. You know what that guy, he's on a one-year $3 million. Nobody signs a $3 million a year player to a five-year contract. He's like, I just want some security. They're like, we love you. Here's five years. Worked out for everybody. Uh, Sonny Dykes is apparently going to be at the top of the list. for TCU is going to go next door. Southern Methodist, we're here for your coach. SMU can keep its coach if it chooses. I don't know if it will choose. They lost the other day, by the way. They were undefeated. And he, did y'all see the end of it? Wow. Oh, in Conference USA, the dearly departed. Western Kentucky is going to the MAC, perhaps. Um, UAB's gone. Middle Tennessee's gone. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's leaving. Southern Miss, Old Dominion, everybody's gone. There won't be a Conference USA. That's Chuck's prediction. All right, consider yourself up to date. We will break. Come back, talk a little more college football next. Now back to Southern Sports Today and the Chuck Oliver Show. April 2011 It's when I learned a very valuable life lesson. Uh, Mandalay Bay in Vegas, playing blackjack, and I learned it can always get worse. I literally was sitting at the t- I said the word. I looked at my buddy. I was like, well, it can't get worse. It can always get worse. If you're a Florida fan, if you're Dan Mullen in particular, lose to South Carolina. If you think, oh, we're two and four in the conference, and when it can't get worse, lose to South Carolina. It'll get worse. Lose to Florida State. Oh, yeah, that's a home game. Folks, it can always get worse. I want to welcome on right now, and there's a lot of relative to the levels that the goals are set in Gainesville right now at UF for the Gators football team. There's some worse to talk about. I want to welcome on now from GatorCountry.com. It is Andrew Spivey. Andrew, brother, how are you on this Monday? I'm good, and like you said, things can always get worse. Georgia Southern didn't come into town there. Exactly. Vanderbilt and Georgia Southern. Will Muschamp learned it can always get worse. Uh, Let's talk about where the Gators are now. And I gave the disclaimer. I was like, part of the problem at four and four is I know one through 85, there's a lot of talent. And I know on the sidelines, there's talent. Um, The defense isn't playing well. And the offense is really inconsistent. Um, Just bring us to where we are right now in the season. If you want to talk about Saturday in particular to crystallize it, whatever, where are they right now? Because they got to go back to work. They got a ball game on the road in the conference Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you're at crossroads. And Dan Mullen said after the game on Saturday he wasn't, but he he's at a crossroads. Where do you, where do you go? Uh, Anthony Richardson didn't look good. Now, Anthony Richardson's not as bad as he looked on Saturday, but he's not as good as he looked in the USF game either. Uh, so he's somewhere in between. Uh, Emory Jones, do you go back to him? If you go back to him, do you do you possibly lose Anthony Richardson to the transfer portal? Uh, you're at a crossroads, and you're at a, a point in this program where – it seems like when you fix one problem, another problem comes about. Uh, defense at times on Saturday was decent. 
then the offense looked really bad. Uh, the kicking woes came back again. Um, the, the false start penalties yeah. came back again. So you fix one problem, and another problem or another two problems continue to eat at you. Where do you go if you're Dan Mullen? Do you go back to Anthony Richardson? Do you go back to Emory Jones? What do you do here? Where, where's your mindset of this team? How do you get your guys ready to go at 4-4? Four four? You have a few guys in Kyrie Elam, Zach Carter. You got to keep those guys motivated, or those guys may say, "Hey, I'm done. I'll get ready for the NFL." All right, I don't. I'm not, uh, you know, a Gator booster or alum or anything. I think I'm just speaking fair evaluation here. Florida can win November. They can go four and zero in November without really unusual things happening. At that point, you're eight and four, and then that's that's a good enough bowl game that it won't be an elite opponent. Though you could, you literally could go nine and four, but there are a lot of problems to overcome. Um, Let's talk about defense and let's talk up front. How what, How's the influx of all the talent, particularly at the tackle spot, how has all that gelled this year? Um, it's just been okay. Um, and, again, it's not to take anything away from Daquan Newkirk, Tyron Truesdale, and Antonio Valentin, but – they were guys who left their other programs because they weren't playing very much. You you brought those guys in to kind of fix a problem that you couldn't recruit, and and it just hasn't worked that well. Uh, Gervin Dexter's a guy who had a lot of you know uh, accolades coming out of high school, a, a lot of promise coming. He's done some things okay there, uh, but the lack of recruiting on the defensive line is really showing right now and showing in a big way. Uh, and you can honestly say the same thing on the offensive side of the ball at the offensive line position. You lose Ethan White, Richard Garrard is banged up, Stuart yeah. Reese is banged up. You can't replace those guys right now because your depth is so bad. You're playing guys that are injured who shouldn't be playing on most teams because you have no depth to replace those guys. All right, and this is a situation and it's along what you're saying here. Um, I'm looking at the two deep from Saturday, and I, I talked about this actually Friday leading into the game. And Florida's short on corners. And I'm looking, and the top four corners are junior, redshirt, freshman, redshirt, freshman, freshman. Um, How does Florida wind up short on cornerbacks? Uh, Not recruiting well because of lack of recruiting uh, at the position coaches. Uh, It would be the best way to say it. Um, You got a guy now in Jules Montier who came in, um, just isn't recruiting very well. Torian Gray later on uh, in his tenure at Florida wasn't recruiting very well. Uh, I had a former cornerback for Florida who is in the, the Gator Hall of Fame tell me that this is the worst depth at the defense back position he's seen in Florida in the last 25 years. Wow. And that's coming from a guy who I won't name names, but bled and sweat and tears on there on Saturdays and then on Sundays in the NFL. And he said it's simply because they don't have that DBU mindset. You can't call yourself DBU no more. You're not DBU. Uh, Michael P. Ryan, uh, running back uh, for the Jets now, he came out and said it. He said, we haven't been DBU at Florida since 2015. Continuing on Andrew Spivey again, GatorCountry.com. Let's uh, start looking forward. Uh, what do you – or do you have any indication at all what Dan Mullen will decide to do at quarterback? A lot that kind of depends on Richardson's status as far as health goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Injured his shoulder uh, on Saturday, and, and we're told he probably won't practice on Monday, um, and they'll reevaluate him on Tuesday. So a lot kind of depends on that. Uh, if I was a, a betting man, and obviously I'm not, I think uh, Emory Jones probably gets the nod on Saturday uh, because of the health risk of, of Anthony Richardson. Uh, the biggest question for me is, 
will both quarterbacks play? And I think that's honestly a question that can't be answered until later in the week when Anthony gets on the practice field and is able to see if he can throw the ball, if he can able to take some hits. I mean, he's, he's a running quarterback who's going to definitely run the ball. So how many hits can he take to the shoulder? It is pure speculation. And again, I'm not trying to plant any seeds here at all. I mean that. But, uh, you know, I have actually, I've heard and I've also been part of conversations about, oh, if Anthony Richardson's going to jump in the portal, what about Emory Jones? He has another year of eligibility remaining after this season. Um, and he's looking around going, well, what if the kid takes my job? Um, what is the, talk about the tightrope that Dan Mullen may be walking a little bit here. Yeah, it's absolutely a tightrope, and, and it's something we had talked about uh, during the bye week a little bit, and that is if you started Emory Jones in this Georgia game, you kind of gave the indication that Emory was your guy and Anthony Richardson was going to look around. And if you did it the opposite, Emory Jones is going to look around. I mean, is Emory Jones the greatest quarterback in the world? No. Can he go help a football team somewhere? Yeah, absolutely he can. Uh, And it's the day and age we live in. And if you're Emory Jones, do you want to really sit another year behind Anthony Richardson or do you want to go find a place to play? And I think the answer to that question is he's probably going to go find a place to play. He's saying all of the right things now that he supports Anthony Richardson. And Emory Jones is the ultimate team guy. So never get that wrong. But it is what it is. And Dan Mullen knows that. A lot of people behind the scenes know that. And I, you know, I definitely know that they do not want to lose Anthony Richardson. So they're going to give every chance to Anthony Richardson to play the rest of the season and to show what he can do. Well, Andrew, I appreciate the insight, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely, Chuck. Thanks. All right, Andrew Spivey. Get him on Twitter, at Andrew Spivey GC. That's GatorCountry.com. I think it's a declaration. Now, health obviously can limit your options there. Uh, but I will say under the banner of Emory's healthy, AR-15 is healthy. The declaration by Dan isn't that if he starts Anthony Richardson, it isn't that he's, quote, giving up on the season. That is not it. There is a declaration if all things equal health-wise, he goes to Emory Jones. The declaration is, I do want to win November. Uh, I I do find it vitally important that we beat – it's South Carolina, Missouri, Florida State, and who is it, Sanford maybe? I think it's Sanford. might be Sanford. I'm going to say it's Sanford. Uh, That they could win November. And at that point, am I fast-forwarding past this? I will say a little bit, but at that point, they're eight and four. I just like pushed four wins out of a helicopter onto the practice field in Gainesville. And what I said about the bowl game, see, this is where you could be. You go to a bowl game. um, This does not look like a team loaded with first round picks who will drop out of of bowl practice in the game, Uh, but it still could happen. At eight and four, the Florida brand carries. And they got, I mean, fans, and they'll travel, and they'll buy some tickets, and so they're attractive. But 8-4 and four doesn't get you into a bowl game against, like, the runner-up from the Big Ten or, like, the runner-up from the – or maybe the Big 12 champion if they don't go to the play. Well, it doesn't get you into that game. You know what 8-4 and four gets you into? A game against a team that probably went 8-4. and four. And so if you are rising and peaking and you don't have 12 players skip the bowl game, you know, maybe if you care about it, you can go 9-4. and four. I would care about it. I want to win every time we go out there. Like Oklahoma State last year, I didn't really care about that once I saw the – I was like, okay, well, he's not here, he's not here. Kyle Trask, good for you for showing up and deciding, yeah, I'll play with these guys I've never thrown to. Oh, I'm a pick machine tonight uh, because I'm throwing to guys against live competition that I really haven't thrown to at least much against live competition. So if you care about the bowl, 
and I do, there's a chance to make this season into something that looks good in the record books. And Dan showed on Saturday that he cares about when you look back a year, five years, 17 years ago, however long it was, Curly Hallman, what did I say, the 93 season, they got beat 56-3 to by Florida? Folks, I went back 28 years. If in 2049, a bull gator is flipping through the record book thinking about writing a check, Dan Mullen does not want him to look down and go or her and say, oh, wait a minute, we got shut out. And oh, that was that Mullen guy. He don't want it. He cares. I know that because he was trying not to win. He wasn't even trying to score. He was trying to not get shut out. Because he doesn't want that on his resume, his legacy. So that makes me think that even if all things are equal health-wise, it's Emory so the Gators can win November. of college football no matter where you go with a new southern sports today app catch the best college football conversation in the south everywhere with the sst live stream and daily podcast downloaded now at the app store and the google play store now more of the best college football talk in the country it's the chuck oliver show if we can delorean back to oh middle of the afternoon week two of the season we all were looking around for a shovel because we won't throw a pile of dirt on Ohio State. Ha, you lost at home, and they didn't even have their best player. Ha. Just means more down here. Uh, Ohio State's as good as anybody in America, and they're not as good as Georgia is on defense, and it's a different team, and they go about it different ways. Um, but I'm watching them on Saturday, and that was a good win against a good opponent. That's a tough opponent that will push you, and they kind of got grimy a little bit. I like when I beat somebody 56-7. to I like when I get grimy and show I can do that too. And Ohio State, I think they can get grimy a little bit. Um, And they can also drop half a hundred on you with those receivers. And they even got a good tight end. Nobody even likes tight ends anymore. I want to welcome on now in college football news, it is Pete Futak. Pete, how are you, brother? I'm doing all right. Are you sure beating Penn State's a great win? I said good win. I said good win over a good opponent. They will push you. They'll push you. They pushed Illinois and lost. I mean, it's, it's, it's an okay. It's a good team. Uh, but the thing about Ohio State is, you're right. Before that game against Penn State, you know, everyone got all in love with the Buckeyes again, but they beat, what, Akron, Indiana, Rutgers. I mean, they're good against you – know, they've got more talent than everybody else in the, in the uh uh, the Big Ten, so they and they so they're great at blowing up the the mediocre teams, uh, but no one's at Georgia's level right now, and so uh, it, that's kind of where the bar is set. Ohio State, so other places that just want to get in the college football playoff, that's that's nice, but uh, to do something in the tournament, that's going to be tough. And I'm not putting it past Ohio State or, or Michigan State or even Michigan. Uh, from not handing these guys another loss. And if Ohio State does get through this, and let's say they have to deal with the Wisconsin defense in the Big Ten Championship, I'm not just assuming that that's a win either. Let's talk Michigan State. Uh, Kenneth Walker, my official uh, observation was, wow, 
Um, and a, I thought that the uh, curtains would get opened on the Spartans by now, um, and it hasn't. And they're 8-0, and Purdue is a very difficult team, even though the record doesn't always reflect it. Ohio State, blah, blah, blah. You know what the rest of the schedule is. What's possible for the Spartans in your mind? Uh, to at least get to the college football playoff, they did a few years ago. Uh, they, they've been close to being good over the years, uh, but you do need a year where everything sort of aligns correctly. Yeah. Uh, they, they are just good enough to get there and then just get blown out in the, the, in the tournament. So uh, they're very, very good, but you're right. I mean, they, they, the one win before this was against Miami, which go ahead and figure out how good that was. But uh, the rest of their schedule just wasn't all that great. And like you kind of alluded to, the big guys are coming up, and they do play that Penn State team. They still do play Ohio State. Uh, But, look, they got the the win that really matters for them. I mean, that's the – Everyone wants to beat Ohio State, and that's you know you can do that as, as once in a while if you're a program like Michigan State. But for that program, you know to to keep having success over Michigan, that means so much. That's their rival. You know everyone likes to talk about Ohio State when it comes to Michigan. For Michigan State, this is the one. And now Mel Tucker is two and zero against Jim Harbaugh, and this team just played hard. They just played really hard, really tough. They got a bad day out of quarterback Peyton Thorne, but that defense held firm in the second half and like you said Kenneth Walker the guy just went off and looked amazing so wither the Michigan Wolverines because uh, they're not anywhere close to Ohio State in my mind um, but they do have Penn State they've got Maryland who's not awful and the Maryland really leans into what they're trying to be offensively um, it, I, I'm gonna say let's just project it's only Ohio State and it's 10 and 2 and they go to a decent enough bowl game um, where is Jim Harbaugh in Michigan if it's, you know, January 3rd and we look up and they just went 10-3 and three and didn't really do anything of consequence to get there? I am not dismissing that at Michigan yet. I, I, I know you're – I'm just kind of saying I know Ohio State looks fun. I don't think they're there. I, that defense is just too stuff. Remember, th- before we go back to Harbaugh, this Penn State team – couldn't do a thing against Illinois. This Penn State offense, I mean, they did have Sean Clifford go out, couldn't do a thing against Iowa. And they just somehow got things going against this Ohio State team. This Buckeye offense is great. The defense isn't. So I, I'm not just handing it to them that, that, that this is another year where Ohio State rolls in and rolls over a Michigan team. But let's say it does happen. And let's say Michigan does finish 10-2. and two. I, I'm a kind of a Jim Harbaugh apologist. I mean, 10 wins, I don't care, is, is good. You know, I know it's hard for it's in kind of an SEC philosophy yeah. where, you know, you can't go 10 and 2 uh, if you're at LSU or if you're at Georgia or especially if you're at Alabama. But it's easy to forget just how bad Michigan was for so many years. And look, you know, if you're in that division with Penn State and a Michigan State when it rises up, and they played Wisconsin this year, and Ohio State is a, is a SEC level monster, uh, he's doing a great job. But if you don't beat Ohio State and you don't beat Michigan State, people want to make changes. And when I keep kind of telling everyone, okay, who is that coach who you're going to get who's going to come in and right away not only beat Michigan State, which you should do, but beat Ohio State and Who's that coach who's going to take this program up to another level that you want to take it to and never, ever, ever lose 
to a team that's really bad, except for last year, which was an aberration. Uh, forgetting 2020, he only has one loss against a team uh, that hasn't won 10 games or more in a season, and that was in that weird walk-off uh, game yep. against Iowa. And so he's been great against the mediocre to above average. But yeah, I get it. If you want a guy who's, if you want to get to that other level. If you want to get rid of Jim Harbaugh, he's going to fall up and go to the NFL instantly and make a whole lot more money or take whatever job, other job you want. Foo, let's uh, fast forward. And again, I'm going to do this because, you know, I say it all the time. I don't coach or play, so I can project. Uh, let's go to the, sure. the, the season finale. Um, in your mind's eye, what does a scalped Minnesota-Wisconsin ticket look like on November 27th if, if it's for the division? Uh, we did this a couple of years ago, if you remember. Uh, it, that's when the snow kicked in and uh, it was cold. And yes. Wisconsin just went all Wisconsin. Yes. On, on Minnesota. It, look, you still have to get by Iowa if you are Minnesota to make that game really, truly matter. That's not a given. They got to go to Iowa. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but Wisconsin, if that offense just can stop screwing up, and it did that against Iowa finally, it did that against Purdue, then you look at the rest of its schedule, and it should be able to roll through it as long as it's not turning the ball over three times a game. So that defense. You know, it's not Georgia talent-wise, but production-wise, it's right there. I didn't even look today, but it might actually be the number one defense in college football. If not, it's close. Uh, so that D is good enough where uh, I think it sh- shuts down Minnesota because Minnesota's offense just really isn't that good. I mean, they do have the running game, but they have no running backs left, and Tanner Morgan just is okay at quarterback. But again, like I said, it, let's say it's one of those two teams. If you're Ohio State, if you're Michigan State, or even if you're Michigan again, you don't want to deal with this Wisconsin defense or uh, potentially this Minnesota offensive line because they have a puncher's chance to do something big in the Big Ten Championship. Last thing I want to ask you, I want to jump into the Big 12 real quick. Um, what do you think it would be prudent for me, you, a fan, media member, I don't know, Lincoln Riley, what do you think it would be prudent to expect to count on the Sooners to look like in a month or come playoff time? Are they going to get – they, like I said, they, 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 they have been skating on the edge all season. All season, but they, they, they got the guy. And we talked to Kenneth Walker before. And I know Bryce Young is going to be right there. He yet, has yet to have a real Heisman signature moment. To me, Caleb Williams is the Heisman guy right now. If you look at what he has done to change this season, when he announced his arrival with that fourth down run against yeah. Texas to start that off, and then what he did against Texas Tech, even against Kansas, when the rest of the team didn't show up, he was amazing. Now, if that offense is it, if they're there now, I do think that they have a shot at losing against Oklahoma State in Stillwater at the end of the regular season. Uh, I do think, though, that they end up winning the Big 12 championship. And I think we're going to end up having a debate and being like, all right, is a 12-1 Oklahoma getting over a 13-0 Cincinnati? Uh, I think all day, every day, it deserves it. Uh, but they are going to be 12 and one probably at the at worst, and I think they win a Big 12 championship just because this offense is just that good with uh, Williams doing what he's doing. Final thing, Fu uh, Stillwater, Mike Gundy. Isn't there supposed to be a market for him? And there, I, I, I never really hear whispers or anybody playing footsie with him. And I know the dynamic, and he's home and all that other stuff. I see plenty of coaches leave their alma mater. 
Yeah, that sort of stopped. I mean, now with Gary Patterson gone, you know, Kirk Ferentz has been in Iowa since 1999. It is Mike Gundy and Kyle have at Utah, which yeah. are the second yeah. longest tenured coaches at their, at their respective spots. He's always kind of been that guy. The, the problem is he's Mike Gundy. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that go with getting him. Uh, but he's just been consistently very, very good. I don't know. And, and there was always kind of that thought that maybe at some point uh, they would do the less miles thing and go from Ohio, Oklahoma State to LSU if that opened up. But, again, I don't think he's got that kind of personality. Uh, he's not an easy guy by any stretch. So uh, he, he's found his kind of niche. He's found his home. He's found his groove. And uh, I don't think he's necessarily going anywhere because especially now with what's coming up next with the new world of the Big 12, He's got a chance where Oklahoma State can be the real power broker in that conference without Oklahoma and Texas around anymore. Yeah, he's one of those personalities, Foo, for me. It's like it's easier to keep Mike Gundy than hire Mike Gundy probably in 2021. Oh, I sometime you and I are going to share drinks or something somewhere, and I have a couple of fun stories about that lovely young man. To, uh, about, yeah, he, he's not an easy guy nope. uh, for these nope, places nope, to nope. deal with. All right, brother, I appreciate your time as always. We'll talk soon. Yeah, great week. Hoot Tack from collegefootballnews.com, yeah, because he's already there. And here's what happens. Uh, and I will use this. I don't have to come up with an analogy. We'll use coaching and him. Mike Gundy took over when Les skedaddled. Do y'all remember the parting gift that Les Miles almost gave to college football in 2004? Oklahoma State had a shot that year against Oklahoma. Like, they, they battled them. And weren't able to pull through, obviously, and that's how Oklahoma winds up in the national championship game, getting waxed fifty whatever to fifty five to nineteen, maybe. Um, and most folks didn't think that they would hold up to Southern Cal, and that was kind of how it was charting, and so almost came through. But then Les leaves, and boom, Mike Gundy's in. And since two thousand five, he has been the head coach of the Pokes. His first season, they went four and seven. It's Oklahoma State, folks, not Oklahoma. Not Florida State. This is Oklahoma State. It went four and seven the first year. Hadn't had a losing record since. Now, not having a losing record is not the goal. But so 2005, and we go back. And we go. That's uh, 16 years ago. Yes, it is. 17 seasons now. If we look at the current level of scrutiny, Oklahoma State has anybody has an opening. And we are announcing we're pursuing Greg Schiano. You saw what happened, and Schiano wasn't even connected to it. And you saw what happened. What about a guy like Gundy who, again, I don't think he was on the grassy knoll, but he's had enough, and, and I'll try to act, I'm not trying to shoot, like quirky, individual, moronic, um, slightly off, ten-eared, um clueless except he's had enough of those moments where you look at him and you go dude it was easy to be better it was easy to be better he's had enough of those that anyone who would want to shine a light for instance on an individual like john gruden just got his light shine on him you're going to assume well he's been there since 2005 well he's already been fully vetted if you were to hire Mike Gundy, and like I said, Mike Gundy, he's guilty of nothing of substance that I have any whiff of. He's just a different sort of personality. 
and there are times he shows he's tenured, doesn't doesn't read the room. He doesn't know there is a room. I'm just Mike Gundy getting off a boat with the, uh, what was it, One American News t-shirt? Oh, I didn't know. Really, they're, they're, they lean that way? No, they don't lean, dude. They are that. Uh, which, again, is fine, except you look at your roster, and maybe it matters to your roster. So we all know the, 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 all the layers of the onion there. He's already the coach there, and so it's easier to keep him. And even that got a little dicey, but it's easier to keep him than it is hiring. Uh, whoever has the opening right now, Southern Cal, they wouldn't hire him. Uh, TCU. TCU would hire a, a Gundy. That level. You start really examining it, and there are just enough like hiccups and fits and starts that you're like, why don't we look at some other candidates? With literally, I mean, nothing of real substance or issue or legalities or uh, nothing. It's just a lot easier not to. Find me a right answer. The level of program that would hire Mike Gundy, they can have other right answers. Like when Ryan Day, I'm going to pick one of the few, Ryan Day or Dabo leaves or Nick Saban retires, it's not easy to replace that coach because there's there's like four guys that you can go get. When you lose your Mike Gundy-level coach, that's not nothing. You can replace him. You can go find somebody. So it's a lot easier keeping than hiring, especially in 2021. All right, we're going to break. Wrap up on this Monday next. It's always college football time in the South. Now back to more of the king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Here's the give. Was that Brad Ness? Was that who was? Oh, that was Gus, right? Mm-hmm. Man. Can't imagine, like, growing up, Gus was much of an introvert. No. Like, he wasn't the eighth grade boy at the dance standing against the wall, was he? I, I wouldn't <laughs> think so, but having been around him at an NFL practice when he was covering NFL games yeah. for CBS, he would show up, like, dressed in sweats. So you just thought maybe an agent, maybe oh, you know, yeah, a family yeah. member, something like that. And then you heard the voice, and you're like, that's Gus Johnson. Yeah, and just um, I've been able to just meet him twice, and it is effusive, man. It's just spilling over. That's just a positive, positive person, no doubt about it. But he's on the call there, Kenneth Walker, with his one, two, three, four, fifth touchdown of the day. Uh, and there was, you know, two-point misadventures and field goals and all kinds of things. So that's why you wind up with the score 37-33. Remember, Michigan was up double digits in the fourth quarter. And here comes Sparty. In fact, Michigan was up with the ball. And it just – and Kate McNamara, worst pass he threw all day. And the uh, Sparty defender, the corner, and I don't know, because the kid's either – I think he's a freshman or maybe a redshirt phrase. He's a young kid. It looked like he baited him. He could have just been out of – 
position or what but it looked like it was perfect defense and so sparty gets the win and they remain undefeated and there is a little bit of a round robin coming up and get ohio state and penn state and 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 sparty and so they've got uh, some of these games coming up that are going to really change penn state's record a lot i'll leave it at that um and then obviously losing to ohio state there as well so um give them credit uh dan's gonna pop in in just a second but i want to reiterate something we talked uh earlier in the program about auburn and it has been sort of a slow build with Auburn this year in that the first, quote, real opponent and the first on the road, well, they lost both of those games. And it was the same one. It was Penn State. Uh, and then Georgia State, and they had to come back, and you're thinking, man, we could be staring at two and two and a home loss to Georgia. Where are we in our new coaching staff? What's the buyout? And now you look up, and at six and two, the season is turning out how and, it, and it's honestly beyond what i was saying best case scenario i said this season for auburn is going to be about not losing to arkansas and it's about beating the two mississippi schools and those are different things arkansas would be bad loss mississippi schools be good wins different and so far they're playing that out because they beat arkansas and they beat Ole miss what is the reward for being but but beyond that i said this is the best version this is better than the best version i had in my mind because of how consistent and sound it looks, how fundamentally square it looks, how cinder block and not sand this looks. And I'm not making a comment, by the way, we played earlier that clip from Kirby Smart. He was talking about Dan Mullen without saying Dan Mullen. I'm not talking about Gus without saying Gus. I'm saying this looks like a business-like team. This looks like a squared away, all, pick all buttoned up team. And they're not perfect, and they're not complete, and they're not as talented, for instance, as some other teams in the division. Um, but they're better, and it's real. It it, it is. It's I guess because it's not not drawing a comparison with Gus, but it's not built around smoke and mirrors and deception and misdirection, which all of that stuff is is, is fine. It's it's great, and you win a national championship doing it. Um, it just looks a lot more building blockish. And what's the reward? Go out to College Station, enjoy playing the Aggies. What up, Dan? You know, here's the thing is I was hosting a show over the weekend, and as a matter of fact, David Holloway was part of it. And during the break, we talked, and I asked, can you ever name a game that Jim Harbaugh won that you said, wow, what a hell of a win. They were not supposed to win that game, and they won that by sheer will, and that's very impressive. Your brain would be your own personal MacBook Air of just doing that spinning wheel of the information kind of buffering in there because you'd be trying to rack your brain. That would be loading out. art. Absolutely. It absolutely would be because you can't find it. The fact of the matter is that that is the microcosm of what his career at Michigan has been is what it was on Saturday. You just mentioned there a late lead. You blow said late lead and you lose a top 10 matchup. For those who don't like Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, they would probably say you hate to see it. David, you're not old enough to know what loading art means. <laughs> Wraps it up on a Monday. Be back tomorrow. But two more hours of college football conversation right here on the Chuck Oliver Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.